on a popcorn cinema a movie podcast where we discuss the best popcorn films of the 80s 90s 2000s and today we've got a special episode this time we're going to try something a little bit different what we're going to do is i have got an argument about a movie i've been making for a while about the movie fast five which is part of the fast and furious franchise and I have been making the contention for a while that this movie is good, that it is a good film separate from the rest of the franchise, that this movie holds up as an actual good action movie. I have not seen this movie in a long time. It came out in 2011. Uh, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I'm sure I saw it on DVD when it came out on DVD. I probably haven't seen it since then. So 2012 2013 so probably 10 years or so but um since then i have i have been making the claim that it is a it is a good movie i have seen the rest of the fast and furious movies and this is the one that has always stood out to me as as being good so we have not watched the movie yet what we're going to do is we're both going to give our impressions of the movie i'll make a little argument about why i think it's good based on my 10-year-old impression of the movie. And then we're going to cut the recording, go away and watch the movie, and then we'll come back and see if our impressions hold up. So do you want to give your impression of the movie, uh, maybe what you think of the Fast and the Fur Furious franchise overall, um, if you've seen this movie, what you think of this movie, all of that? Sounds good. Um, so I have not seen, admittedly, I've not seen as many of the fast movie, fast furious movies as you have. I think I stopped after Tokyo drift, but then I saw another one and I, to be <laughs> honest, don't remember which one it was. Cause to me, they all blend together. This one from watching the trailer, I have not seen this movie yet. This one, there were some. Really, anything that comes out of Vin Diesel's mouth really makes me shudder and laugh. Yeah, this seems this seems like a super cheesy, ridiculous. Uh, I, I guess it looked like they were trying to steal a safe, and it it I don't know, like the Rock's line of "All right, guys, these are dangerous criminals, and we got it. We got to take them out and just." and just take them out but remember don't let them get in their cars i'm like okay i i think we are i am in for a cheesy action-packed a lot of really dumb lines and head scratching moment sort of road i'm here for it but i don't think it's going to be good Okay, so you your impression is that this movie is going to be bad. <laughs> Super cheesy, a lot of laughing, but not with them, at them. Cool driving, cool cars, cool action, but like overall, not a good movie is what I'm saying. All right, so like I said, I, I saw this movie when it came out and probably on DVD 10 years ago. I have seen all the Fast movies as they have come out. They are up to nine was the last one that came out. Wow. And um, I think it was nine. Are they making nine? No, nine was the last one that came out. Yeah. So there's the first three. 
up to Tokyo Drift that are kind of their own little sort of trilogy. And then there's a reboot that happens with four and four is kind of like the empire strikes back. It's the, (laughs) the dark one. And then there's this one fast five, which I think is the best one. And then six, which carries on from five. And I think is also pretty good. Seven is the one that a lot of people remember because that's the farewell to Paul Walker one. Oh, I saw that one. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people remember that one because of that. And then eight, I thought was pretty bad. They fight a submarine. (laughs) Uh, And then nine, they go to space. Of course they do. I don't know what's going to happen in 10. But this is the one that I think is really good. And my argument is, I'm not saying this is a great movie. I'm not saying this is like, oh, this is Academy Award material. But I'm saying it's in the ballpark of a a speed or a point break, like those kind of action movies, I think it's in that quality. That's my contention. It's it, it's that that quality. I'd probably put it in the, the speed category. And why I remember it being good, why I think it is good, it's got that really fun sort of Ocean's Eleven sort of vibe. There's a fun sort of getting the team together vibe um the heist that they have to engage in is is very fun the team chemistry is good before you know some of the characters start dying off in later movies and going their separate ways and different things so this is probably the best team with the best chemistry you know getting pulled together for like one last job that really isn't one last job because we have like a billion more movies after that but for the purposes of this movie is kind of one last job you get The Rock coming in for the first time, and he's a he's a good foil for, for Vin Diesel. That's good. I think all the driving and the special effects, from what I remember, uh, there's not too, too much digital uh, CGI stuff. They went more with the practical effects, and that that's good. That, that holds up. We'll see if I'm right about that, because I could be totally wrong, but that's what I remember. So the special effects are good. The heist is good. The chemistry is good. And it all comes together as a a good action movie that uh, just holds up on its own, kind of separate from the rest of the franchise. That's my that's my impression. That's my argument about why this movie is good. Okay, two polarizing opinions. And we'll we'll see how those hold up after we watch the movie. Yeah, so now we will go watch the movie and we'll come back and see who is right. All right. Okay, and we are back. And for you listening, it's probably been like 15 seconds. You would have heard a little music stinger. And for us, it's been about a week we we went away we gave our impressions we went away we watched the movie and now we're back to see how our impressions held up and discuss what we thought of fast five but uh before we do that i'm gonna do a little movie news again so i had something i wanted to talk about uh briefly 
kind of related to what we talked about last week, a little bit different, but last week we talked about the digital de-aging of Indiana Jones and the new Indiana Jones movie. And since then, they dropped a trailer of Indiana Jones 5, which neither one of us knew was going to happen. And you could see a little bit, just a, a shot or two of de-aged Indiana Jones. It's hard to tell anything from it, really. It looked okay, but hard to tell. Um, but that's not really the main thing I wanted to talk about. The thing I wanted to talk about was uh, a couple days ago, as of this recording, I guess, Disney released the first two episodes of the sequel series to the movie Willow. Have you ever seen Willow, the movie? You know what? The original movie? Yeah, surprisingly, I have not. It's been, it's one of those things that's always on my list to watch because I've heard so many things from my friends and it's been everywhere um, in my like media circles. But for whatever reason, I haven't watched it yet. But I did hear the new series. I've heard my friends talk about it. Yeah, no, haven't. Have you, have you seen The NeverEnding Story? Yes, and was very much traumatized like every other yeah, 80s okay. like and 90s every child other, yeah. 100%. Every person that's ever, everybody our age that saw that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, Artex. I mean, I think Willow is kind of in that ballpark of never-ending story. Like a lot of those kind of 80s fantasy movies, it's kind of got that same vibe. It's a good movie. I, I You know, it's definitely in that cult classic area i wouldn't say it's like the greatest thing that exists but I, you know i watched it when i was a kid and then over the years every now and again i'd watch it again and it's i i i enjoy it it's it's a fun movie it's got val kilmer and it's kind of like peak val kilmer era and uh as like this kind of han solo like swordsman rogue swordsman he's he's pretty fun warwick davis is uh it's the the main guy, Willow. He's pretty fun. It's just, you know, it's just a fun 80s fantasy movie. It's not, you know, it's not Lord of the Rings, but like it's trying to be kind of, but it's fun. But anyways, they released the sequel to uh, the first two episodes of the sequel show. And I watched them and um, I haven't read anything. I haven't read any reviews or reactions, so I don't know what the reaction to the show has been. But uh, I enjoyed the first two episodes. I thought they were good. I thought they were fun. Um it definitely, I thought, had the spirit of kind of an 80s, never-ending story, sort of Willow kind of vibe. It was just fun. It wasn't too It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too dark. I think if you watch the Lord of the Rings show, the, the Rings of Power, or uh, The Witcher, or any of the more recent Game of Thrones, any of the more recent fantasy shows, this was definitely a much lighter thing than that, which I thought was nice. And... Um, it it definitely did have kind of a more young adult sort of vibe in it. The whole cast is very kind of like the Hunger Games, not not in the sense that it has this like dour Hunger Games sort of tone, but in the sense of the the young adult, young cast kind of aspect of it. So if you're not really into that, you might not totally click with it. But um, but it was fun. I liked it. First two episodes were good. I was I was. I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, I liked it. I thought it was good. So I'm happy to keep watching the series and hope it continues to be good. And they brought back some original cast members, which was fun. Not Val Kilmer yet, although I don't I don't know if he's going to have a cameo or if they're going to 
do something with him. They've mentioned him a lot in the first two episodes, but he hasn't shown up. So we'll see. Like I said, I haven't read anything about this. So I, I there may be spoilers out there and I don't know what they are. But but uh, in terms of relating this back to Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, what I wanted to say about it was uh, we talked about the de-aging last week. And in the first two episodes of Willow, there's a couple scenes where they do that de-aging tech. And it's really, really good. It's the best I I have seen. It's it's probably the wow. first time I've watched something and I was kind of questioning like what I was watching. Like I wow. I was watching it and being like, I'm not totally sure what this is. Like it's really good. I think there's a couple reasons why. Probably part of it is it's the when they do it, it's sort of in a dream sequence. And I think there's a little bit of a filter over it. And that probably helps hide the the tech a little bit it's not like massively noticeable but maybe it helps it obscure it just slightly and the other thing is it's not de-aging in the sense that they're going from like a 70 year old to like a 20 year old it's it's kind of going from like a a 60 year old to like a 45 year old so it's not a not huge, as big huge of a jump jump yeah but it looks really really good it looks really really good in the show so wow what we were saying last week about, you know, maybe they're really are starting to figure that technology out a bit. This is another kind of data point for me going, maybe they are, maybe they are getting it. So we'll see. So that, that was my, that was my little movie news I wanted to mention. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely something that's been on my list for ages, never seen it. Uh, and if they're getting better with the technology, I think that's great. Cause I, I mean, on top of the, you know, the the news that came out about uh, Bruce Willis sort of or allegedly giving consent to have his voice or his, his like a hologram used of him in future movies. Yeah. And I think there was another actor that that agreed to that as well, who's sick or something like that. And, you know, as everything with society, The Simpsons did a treehouse of horror on this kind of thing of like. <laughs> dead celebrities coming back from the grave and acting because studios don't need their consent, whatever. And if this is the way that we're going, they're going to have to get better with the hologram, with the uh, de-aging technology in order to make it believable. Cause even like when Sam, when they did to Sam L. Jackson in, um, in what was it? Uh, Captain, the Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. I forgot about that. That wasn't, that wasn't the worst, but it wasn't great. Like you, you could, yeah. you were still like, nah, man, nah. It was, it was bad. Uh, but if, if it's already been a jump from there and it's that good, or at least that much better, then that's great. Oh, it's definitely better than that now, I would say. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that, Captain Marvel. Yeah. That was bad. But that's, that's kind of how it's always been. It's always been like, it's sort of, believable but not really yeah i mean the one the one that i always think about is grand moff tarkin in rogue one because he's like a major character in rogue one and um oh i forgot about that one it's not it's like almost good but not you know it's 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 the uncanny valley thing it's like you i don't know your brain kind of recognizes that it's fake but also it's kind of telling you that it's sort of a real person. It's it's a weird thing, but yeah, like I said, the 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 stuff in in Willow just in those two episodes was 
really, really good. So I don't know. I, I, I hope they don't use it all the time. It's I, I as long like as it doesn't go the way questions about the technology. Yeah, as long as it doesn't go in the way of the uh, remember the early 2000s craze of making everything 3D. Yeah, well, yeah, the post avatar. Yeah, as long as it doesn't yeah. go that route, then I'm I'm here for some de aging technology. Cool. If we if we can see a young Harrison Ford a little bit longer, who who might argue with that? Who might argue with with a younger indie? Sweet, but yeah, if this ends up being where it's in every single movie, I'm out. Can't do it, it just seems like Disney's really the ones that can't resist doing it. It doesn't seem like that many other studios are doing it. And it just seems like really? every Disney project has it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but... Disney, don't don't jump off the deep end, please. You have other ideas. Just just don't. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It's like when that when when a kid learns a new word and everything <laughs> is that word. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like that. It's like mother. It's inexplicably wrong that you would give me vegetables with my dinner. <laughs> inexplicably, like you know, I don't want that turning into this technology thing. Maybe, maybe you're right though. Maybe it will be like the the Avatar 3D thing, where it was like for a while every movie was 3D, and then it, it just kind of stopped. It was so bad. Then they made 3D TVs. I have my, I got a, a Zelda 3DS like years and years ago. It was a gift <laughs> and I never used the 3D function, but like that was a big seller of it is that it was a 3D one. Yeah. The 3DS. It was I never had one of those. We may talk about this in a future episode at some point, but genuinely one of the coolest things I ever saw in a, in a movie theater. And I, I not a huge fan of 3D movies. There aren't that many. Well, there's basically none that I would say that I really like. But one <laughs> of the coolest things that I ever did see was in Resident Evil 4. Of course, you're going to Resident Evil. Because it has one of the coolest scenes I ever saw in 3D. There's a scene in that movie where Alice and Claire, who are like the two heroines of the movie, fight this giant dude with an axe in kind of like a locker room. And the way that they shot it, there's like water falling down throughout the whole scene. And with the 3D, the water coming down, it looks stick. Like it looked so cool. It was like Honestly, it was like a theme park ride. Like it was so so cool. I think it was cooler than anything I saw in Avatar. Like it was the cool. Honestly, <laughs> if anything would make me buy a 3D TV, that's like the only scene I ever saw in 3D that I was like, I wish I could watch this again because it was so cool. But you know, one scene in one movie that I like is not really enough to sell the whole technology. But man, that that part i've always remembered how cool that was even when i watch it now in 2d i'm still like the scene is the scene is cool but it's not it it's not as awesome as it was in 3d i had to look this movie up while you were while you were speaking about it and i think i saw this one and i think i know what you're talking about because these images do look familiar to me i don't think i remember the scene but that's really cool that at least the resident evil movies can provide something that's phenomenal so that's good. <laughs> good work, Resident Evil 4. Nailed it. 
Yeah, we'll definitely we'll have to do a Resident Evil episode. We will definitely because you know Resident I have a lot to say about Resident Evil. You have a lot but to that, say about Resident. That Evil. scene in particular is one that has always stuck with me. I it just it's so sick. Like it's so cool. The music, the way that it's like I said, it's the water. The way that they shot it with the water coming down and the 3D just made it awesome. Like it's so cool. There's literally no other 3D movie I remember a scene from. Like that's the only one that I'm I that has always stuck with me as being completely awesome. I'm sure there was stuff that I saw Avatar in 3D when it came out. Yeah. Don't remember a single individual scene from it. You mean darker Ferngully Pocahontas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay. Well, since it it's December, um you know, Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas movie. <laughs> is that a thing? I didn't know there was a 3D. Oh, it is a I, thing, Jeff. Um, they, why does that need to be in 3D, though? Because it just does. Okay. It just does. I, okay. The, that's one of those movies that they made that actively plays on the 3D part. Like, they're they're being really schmackty with it. And they're like, ha! Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I can screen. see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. And, it, you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm not a fan of the 3D stuff, but I really like that they played into it and they're like, nah, look yeah, at us yeah. use the 3D technology. Yeah, it would have been interesting if 3D was a big thing when the scary movie kind of era was also a big thing, because I bet they would have oh, had a lot of fun with it. They would have eaten that up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Now I, now I kind of want to see just one movie like that. But I also don't, but I kind of do. Well, if Avatar 2 is successful, maybe it'll maybe it'll make a comeback. Don't put putting 3D movies back into the universe, Jeff. We'll see. Don't I'm not inherently opposed to it. If it's I don't love it, but as a side project, it's one of those things like as long as you're making regular movies, quote unquote regular movies too. And you have 3D movies as this its own like separate thing. That's okay. I, I think as, as if it's like every once in a while a 3D come movie comes out as its own kind of special thing. Okay, that's fine. If it's like what bugs me is when it becomes like, well, every movie has to be 3D. It's like, no, not every movie has to be 3D. We don't need every movie being 3D. But if it's like every once in a while a 3D movie comes out and it's just kind of a fun fun maybe summer popcorn blockbuster or whatever you know okay that's fine i don't i don't have a problem with that i just don't like we don't need like citizen kane 3d like nobody cares <laughs> like, that doesn't have to happen so i i hear you and and that's a very logical response however i think you and i both know very well that as things are starting to come back at popularity, like, you know, the 90s are back in style and some of the early 2000s stuff is coming back in style. And that's all lovely. But that's how this 3D craze started back in the day. It was, you know, a few big blockbusters were 3D. And then, bam, before you know it, all movies were infected with 3D. And it was just everywhere and you couldn't get away from it. And then they made 3D TVs and 3D games. That's going to happen again, Jeff. I don't think we've evolved enough. I don't think we're smart enough to not just be consumed by it all again. You watch. I don't know. I don't think Avatar, I, I you know, I wouldn't put money on it because it's James Cameron and he always <laughs> seems like he's right. But I don't 
think Avatar 2 is going to be that popular. Really? That, my guess really is right. it's not going to be that popular. But, you know, like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against James Cameron, but my intuition is it's not going to be that popular. <sighs> so we'll see if I'm right. Yeah. I hope you are because there are certain things from from back in the day that I think just needs to stay dead and 3D movies coming out everywhere I think is definitely one of them that that needs to stay dead so we'll see we'll see speaking <laughs> of things that maybe need to stay dead Yay. let's talk about the Fast and the Furious movies or at least Fast Five. Okay, so we kind of both dated our case or or what we thought of this movie before having watched it. I had, like I said, seen it probably about 10 years ago. You hadn't seen it. My case was, I think this movie is good as a standalone. I think I even went to say as go as far as to say, I think it's probably an action classic. And you said you hadn't seen it, <laughs> but you seemed less enthusiastic about it. So now we've both watched the movie. What's your what's your take on Fast Five? Okay. So I I I will admit I did not hate this as much as I thought I was going to. I will admit that I do go into movies in this franchise with a very low bar. There were some parts of this movie that I thought were fun and and kind of cool. The plot twist. <laughs> I know now that's super popular to do the the heist within the heist kind of idea. The swap of the uh the vault on like just in the middle of the road, that was sick. I really enjoyed that. That was cool. There there were certain like I thought the action was fun. You know, fun fact, I learned this um I think it was when Jason Statham became involved in the franchise. But Statham, The Rock, and Vin Diesel have in their contracts that this might not be true, but this is what I've read in a few different places. The three of them have a clause in their contract that they're not allowed to lose in a fight. So when you see The Rock and Vin Diesel fighting, like in the garage scene, and then, you know, Dom's holding up the, the wrench and they're all like, oh my God, no. And then he smacks the concrete instead of him, like, they, they're not they, they can't none of neither of them can lose i wondered about that because i've heard that too but like the rock loses that fight like even if dom doesn't like kill him by smashing <laughs> him in the face with a wrench like he's clearly lost he's lost i he's, think he's, they're not supposed to be like physically overpowered and sure he technically lost that fight but he wasn't beaten to a pulp Right, like Dom froze, and in that moment, the Rock could have like yeah. kicked him in the balls and like done a, a flip over. Like he could have gotten out of that, right? Like yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's so much macho, broy dudeness in this movie, and don't like action is one of my favorite genres. Love me some action. There's just some of this movie that was really cringy and also made me want to vomit. Basically, anytime The Rock spoke, he has the worst writing in this movie. I don't know who wrote his lines, if they didn't like him or whatnot, but oh my God, the dialogue was just so bad. 
it seemed like the movie took itself a little bit too seriously. Like, I think they thought that they were making just like a bombastic movie. And it just seemed like everything, especially when some of these characters spoke, they were like, oh, this is fucking gold. I'm so talented. And just that's how it came. It came off to me. All right, listen up. The men we're after are professional runners. They like speed and guaranteed to go down the hardest possible way. So make sure you've got your thunderwear on. We find them. We take them as a team and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. Crime scene's 10 hours old and counting, men. Let's go hunt. Agent Holmes, Chief of Police, John Almeida. Luke. Sorry to hear about the loss of your man. Is all of this really necessary to apprehend two men? Let me tell you something about these two men. One's a former federal officer, been in deep cover for five years, knows everywhere you're going to come for me. The other one's a professional criminal, escaped prison twice, spent half his life on the run avoiding folks like you. Oh, well, if there is anything we can do to help their DNA... Two things. One, I need a translator. Claro, we have that in the public relations. A patrol officer. You heard me. But why? We have many more experienced people. I like her smile. What's the second thing? Stay the fuck out of my way. Yeah, I I don't know. Like the scene where the rock is like it's still with the cops and they're they're trying to detect the 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 family um robbing the place and they you can only see their eyes. And in 2011, you're telling me that they have the technology to detect who someone is just from their eyes? Oh, yeah, the computer, like, facial I don't facial even think we have that technology, technology today. Thing. Yeah. Like, wh- what? Oh, yeah, there's the whole crew. Look up all known aliases and friends of, of Dom and Brian. Brian, why is his... I forgot that his name, Paul Walker's name is Brian. Is the least threatening name, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Brian. Brian O'Connor. But but the original. I mean, the original Fast and Furious is basically a direct copy of Point Break. And what's um, what's Keanu Reeves' name in Point Break? Yeah, jo- his Johnny, name is Johnny Utah. Utah, and he's a football player. So I'm not going to dock Brian. him too hard for Brian O'Connor because. Johnny Utah is less believable to me than than Brian O'Connor. Yeah. Um I know you love Gal Gadot, but man, she provides nothing. She's she, she's hot. I get oh, it. She's no. hot. I... And yeah, the bathing suit scene where she turns to to the the um oh, I forget his his shtick, the the tech guy um when they're when they're on the 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 club uh bar and she's like one second and she like takes off her robe and she's in that purple bikini and she walks up to the the guy and she's like oh look at me i'm so sexy in my bikini and this is how i get shit done i don't know she just monotone as usual just very blah i thought it was very interesting how quick the toughest cop ever who if someone needs to be found the rock finds him just like quickly turns to siding with the bad guys like there was no convincing there they were just like yeah we're gonna do this and he's like yes sign me up boys yeah i do think that's a bit of a stretch in the 
script. Like, yeah. then you're setting up the female cop, which also, ugh, so obvious in the beginning. I like you because you can't be bought. Well, clearly something's going to happen later in the movie where she is bought. And what happens? She falls in love with Dom. Duh. Yeah, but she's not bought, though. She, she like, sees that Dom is the good guy. Like, that he's the one with, with good intentions. Vomit, Jeff. I vomit on their love. <laughs> the heist at the end bothered me. Like, the fact that they did this whole build-up, and it was only at the end, and it was only for, like, a... Like, I don't know. I think I would have liked to see that the heist took a little bit more time to do. Well, that's like <sighs> every heist movie ever made, though. You yeah, do the heist at the know. end it of just, the movie. I don't know. To me, uh, to me, kind of, I don't know. It came off as like an, oh, yeah, fuck, we have to add in the heist in here. Yeah, let's let's just throw them this in, boys. Tyrese and The Rock, I have to say, had the worst lines in the entire movie. And it's sad because I love Tyrese. That man, mm. you stick to music, sir. But also the automatic machine gun that just comes out of the car. Where the fuck was that the entire time? Where the yeah, fuck was I, that? I Where just oh, it's that. the last yeah. minute. Let's pull this up. And uh, you know, movie suspension of delete belief, all good. You're telling me that Dom flies out of a car. Dom flies out of a car, lands on the concrete, and just gets up, and he's just like, ah. No scratches, no cuts. I would have even believed it if he had one solitary little bitty bitty scratch on his cheek. Nada. It was nothing. He just gets up and he's like, oh yeah, thanks for shooting that dude, Brian. Like, <laughs> nada. Um, it, I don't know. It came off to me as like a worse transporter. I love transporter. The 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 bus flip in the beginning, I also thought was that bothered me a lot. That was dumb. One car caused an entire bus to flip. Really? Cool. Good to know. Yeah, it didn't bother me that the car caused it to flip. It's just what bothered me about that was uh, how violent the bus flip was. Yeah. It was like it was... they're trying to get one dude out of this bus. <laughs> and it's like that bus really goes for a ride. And, yeah. Uh, they get the one guy out and then there's like these little news clips that's like everybody was recovered except for this one guy and everybody was fine. And it's like if you think about the bus flip or the escape in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones, there's yep. a bus escape in that. Yep. And it's like they're totally different movies. This is, you know, I get it. This is like a much more over the top kind of high octane action movie compared to The Fugitive. But still, when you think about kind of how realistic that is versus this i mean I'll, I'll say the the bus flip it looks really good it's just um unbelievable that i don't it was know that it, it looks very yeah it's very violent and then it's just like oh yeah and everybody was fine yeah <laughs> which yeah that that i don't know even but in like speed, for these movies uh there's a lot of suspending of disbelief you have to i mean you have to think of these as basically i think superhero movies like you have to think of them as movies within kind of the marvel transformers era of action movies you can't think about them like uh these are sort of the quote-unquote more realistic action franchise movies or like you can't think of it as like oh well this is a diehard where 
you know, John McClane cuts up his feet and that actually matters because it's yeah. that it's a totally different thing. Also, that dude, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the friend that dies in it that they like Vince? suspect him. Vince, thank you. Um, Vince had no purpose in this movie. Well, he's from the first movie. He's from the very first Fast and Furious movie. Okay. He's like part of the Toretto's gang and he suspects Brian. And that entire first right. movie, he he's does like, mention that in, Brian's in a cop, Brian's a cop. And Dom's like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And then it right. turns out Brian is a cop. And then, so when he shows up in this one, it's the first, this is the fifth movie. And it's the first time that Vince has been back. And so it's kind of like, that's, that's one thing about this movie. It's interesting. I think compared to some of the later ones and some of the earlier ones, this one is the first one that is kind of like the assembling the Avengers of this franchise. Cause it's the first time that all the cast, the various cast members from the different parts of the franchise come together. And then in the like post this one, they're just always together all the time. Right. Um, except a couple people die off and then a couple people come back, but they're just always together. But this one is the first time that they all kind of get assembled. And that's really fun. If you like the, the previous ones, um, and it's the first time that they kind of tie up some of the loose threads of the earlier ones. And I think that's fun. I don't think it matters too much. If you just watch this as a standalone, it's totally fine. But um, if you have seen the earlier ones, that's kind of a nice part of it, I think. I think watching it as a standalone, like I've seen the first three for sure. I might have seen four. I just don't fully remember it or remember if I've seen it. But I just didn't think Vince advanced the plot at all. And if that's the case, because, yeah, Vince does scream, like, I told you he was a cop and you didn't listen to me then. You're still not listening to me now. Dom's got a real bad judge of character. Real bad judge of character. Also, like, Vince was sort of helping the bad guys. And he was like, no, Brian O'Connor, calm down. Uh, he wouldn't do anything. And it turns out he was. Like, Dom, just shut up. You're not whatever the whole like oh it's family bro and i know the whole family things become like a meme or whatever now yeah this is this is also the first movie where like the the family thing is like really kind of oh, established okay where it becomes like a big like it's family like this is the first one it's kind of in the earlier ones but this is the first one where it really becomes like a thing <laughs> toast toast Money will come and go. We know that. But the most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. Salute me, familia. Salute. But he does, you know, Dom does kick Vince out. And then it's later that Vince comes back and saves Mia and um, like redeems himself and dies. So I don't know. I, it's, I think it's fine. I, I think it's, it's fine. Like it's, it's a, I think it's a nice little kind of Easter egg that gets wrapped up if you've seen the earlier movies. True. And if you haven't, it's just kind of a fine little bit. Cause I, I, I don't know. I think, the plot to this 
in in some ways the plot of this is really simple it's just like they've got to steal this money from this guy that run this criminal guy that runs rio and that's the plot and then in other ways the plot is like actually kind of complicated it's like they have to rob these cars from this train and then on the train in the car they find a chip and the chip has the the ways that this drug lord you know gets his drugs and then they convince the drug lord to put his money in with the cops and then they're going to rob the cops because that's where the drug lord he like owns the cops and in the rocks there and there's these different factions and all these different things happening and um it's yeah it's this weird like it's both so simple and also like kind of needlessly complicated but also i think that's fine for these movies you know what this movie kind of made me think of this movie was a transporter home alone three amalgamation that's what this was we find a find a computer chip bad guys are after the chip we have to we have to do what we can to like save ourselves from the bad guys and you know robin hood this shit and then it's transporter obviously because like cars um and sick action sequences the rock just like throwing someone off the train into the um uh the the road rails or whatever that was sick that was really cool i liked that and then it made a bing sound i was like yeah yeah the rock that was cool like some of the action was really fun in this this wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be I so I kind of thought that this was like the Italian job, like a really high, high octane version of it. Definitely. Like the Avengers or like Transformers one version of the Italian job. Damn. Um would be how I would kind of describe it. But okay, so my my take on the whole my overall take on this movie is I think your take is crazy. I think this movie wow. is, is great. I think it's wow. it's a classic of its era. Like if somebody classic? were to ask me, yeah, I think it is a classic of its era. I'm not <laughs> saying it's it's not like an all-time classic. It's not like it's not like Die Hard or, you know, it's not top 10 like all it's not the dark knight or like one of the great action movies of all time but if somebody approached me and was like what is a classic action movie from the early obama era from like 2010 early 2010s what's what's the all you know classic action movie from that time i would definitely be like fast five it 100 fast five is wow one of those big classic movies from that time period for sure in the same way that if somebody was like, what's a late 90s classic action movie? I'd be like, Armageddon. I think it's in that same ballpark. It's like <laughs> classic action movie, big cast, um, you know, big kind of dumb, sort of takes itself seriously, sort of doesn't. A lot of similarities, I think, between Armageddon and this in that kind of tonal way. Wow. But I think there's a lot of stuff that's really good about it. I think compared it's hard not to compare it to some of the other ones in the franchise but trying not to compare it too much i think it benefits from having one set location like just being in rio is is good i think all the shots of rio look really good there's a lot of flyover shots it looks really good having that one grounded location helps a lot because in the later ones like pretty much everyone posts this there's a lot of like globe hopping. It becomes more like Mission Impossible almost, where it's like 
they're in Qatar and then they're in the Arctic and then they're in Los Angeles and then they're in Mexico. And it's just like, they're all over the place. And in this one, just being in one place and having like one thing to do, I think helps a lot and gives it a bit more grounding. And I think that that's good. I think the cast is really good. Like I said, this is kind of the assembling the Avengers one. And I think it's actually quite a ways into the movie before everybody shows up. And when they do, it's it's fun. Like their chemistry, I think, is is good. This is the first time all these people have been together. Um, I think their chemistry is good. I mean, we disagree about Gal Gadot. I think she's good. She doesn't have a huge amount to do in this movie, but every time she does do stuff, I mean, I think she's I think she's good. I always think she's a, a pretty charismatic. I know you think she's really flat, but I think she's always good. I like Gal Gadot. I think Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's bromance is really good. There's actually a scene where they're talking about their dads. It's so sad now when they're yeah. we're in that porch or that that railing or whatever. And Paul Walker's like, I don't remember my dad. And and Vin Diesel's like, you're going to be there for your kid. And that that's tough now. Yeah, that is a tough to scene to watch. Yeah. Walker. Hey, Dom, what do you remember about your father? My father. He used to, uh... He used to have a barbecue every Sunday after church for anybody in the neighborhood. If you didn't go to church, you didn't get any barbecue. Every single day he was in the shop and every single night, he was at the kitchen table with Mia, helping her with her homework. Even after she went to sleep, he'd stay up for a few more hours so he could learn the next chapter and help her the next day. <laughs> I remember everything about my father. Everything. That's just it. I don't remember shit about my dad. I don't remember him yelling. I don't remember him smiling. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what the hell he looked like. I don't remember, just... He's just never there. You ain't gonna be like that, Brian. You know, I think the cast, I think kind of the weak link I thought was Mia, Vin Diesel, or um, Dom's sister, Mia, Jordana Brewster. I don't think she's that great an actress, really. She's not. This. She I, I also, it's not a deal breaker, though, because she also doesn't have a huge amount to do. Yeah. But um, I didn't, I thought she was kind of the weak link for me. The Rock, I didn't think his dialogue was bad. I, I actually thought his dialogue was fun most of the time. The, what did get me about him, though, was that, one, he's just, like, massively sweaty all the time. <laughs> and and it's really noticeable in the scenes where he's with, so, like, there's scenes where he's, like, face-to-face -face with Vin Diesel, and Vin Diesel just looks normal. And Rock, the Rock just looks like they've just, like, poured buckets of sweat all over him. It's really weird. Like, why was he so sweaty? And the other thing was like 70% of the time he just has a normal, he just talks like the rock. He just sounds normal. And then 30% of the time he has this like weird accent 
And it's like, what are you doing? Where's this weird accent coming from? It's like, there's the 70% of the time where he just sounds like the rock and you're just like, Oh, it's the rock. And then 30% of the time he's like, I'm going to hog tie you boy, you stone bitch. And it's like, and you don't, we don't talk like that ever. Like what, where's that coming from? And that's, that's kind of weird. Cause it just kind of comes in and out randomly. And I thought that was, that was weird, but it doesn't, you know, I think that's one of those things that just kind of adds to the charm and the goofiness. I wouldn't say that that's a negative. It's just kind of funny. You're under arrest. Arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? No, not a bit. Not even a little bit. I'll just give it a minute. It'll sink in. We didn't kill those feds. Those Reyes. I don't give a shit. Just here to bring in two assholes whose names hit my desk. Yeah. That sounds like a real hero. That's funny. I'm a guy who took the oath of a cop and then went against everything it stood for. Or some wannabe tough guy prick who beat a man half to death with a socket wrench. Yeah, real tough. You turn around and put your hands behind your back. I don't think so. Your mistake is thinking you've got a goddamn choice, boy. You know, the other thing, I like the coda at the end of the movie when they've actually done the heist and then it goes through and shows what everybody is doing. I think that's fun. So all that I think is good. I think that's all good. I think the special effects are good. There's not a lot of CGI or like obvious CGI. Um, so all the special effects look really good. I don't agree with you about the heist. I think the heist is really good. I think it it's a good build up to it. Um, I like that they kind of subvert a lot of heist movies because their solution is like, well, we'll just steal the whole vault. And I think that's fun. Like that feels to me like a, a big subversion of the genre where a lot of the heist movie genre is like, how are we going to get into the vault? Like what kind of tricky tech stuff and like goofy fun things are we going to do to like sneak in and do all this stuff. And their solution is like, well, we'll just hook it up to cars and rip it out of the wall. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I think that's, that's really fun. You know, I think you do have to suspend your disbelief a lot because they're swinging it through the city and they're just like murking people. Like they're just like wrecking so yeah. much stuff. And like they would be killing so many people. And in the movie, they don't show that. And they do take out a lot of cops, but their solution is just like, well, the cops are corrupt, so it's fine. And it's just like, oh, you know, okay, whatever. I mean, I can suspend my disbelief for this kind of movie. I think that's that's whatever. But you, there's definitely a, a suspension of disbelief that has to happen to uh, to go along with that. But like the actual sequence looks really good. Um, I think it's shot well. I think it's it's good. The finale... It's all good. The, you start. You said the gun that popped, the minigun that pops out of the car at the end, out of Reyes's car. Yeah, I think that to me was one of the things about this movie is you can start to see little hints of how this series is going to go off the rails later. I think this one is is good, and it's obviously way over the top and all of that, but it's kind of still staying within some boundaries and then the later i think six is still kind of okay and then really especially once you get to eight uh seven eight nine 
I mean, by nine, they're in space. So like they're, they're obviously way out of there, but you can start to see in this one, the little hints of like how they're going to start going off the rails. And the minigun to me was one of those little things where it's like, uh, in later movies, they're going to do this kind of stuff so much where it's like, if they did this, if they did this kind of heist in like the seventh or eighth movie, it would be like every car would have a minigun. Like it wouldn't just be, they would be towing the safe it'd be like somebody would be standing on top of the safe with a laptop retasking a satellite with a laser while john cena parachuted in in front of them to fight them and you know it just gets way too ridiculous and i think this one is great because it's it is ridiculous but it's still like within some kind of bounds of something that feels like a movie and not just like something that's so over the top that it just feels like it doesn't matter. And um, I think that's the problem with later ones. Like, I think this one still kind of feels like it matters. And these people to me feel like actual characters. I think Paul Walker and Vin Diesel together, they feel like characters. And I think, you know, Gal Gadot for the, the small amount of stuff that she does, like her, relationship with han like they feel like actual characters and the rock to me i know you said you didn't like his dialogue but i thought it was fine and i think the way he comes in and requests the uh the woman cop from rio's that she can't be bought like that feels like sort of a real character thing like it all sort of feels not plausible in that i'm like watching this being like oh yeah this is a real thing that would really happen but like (laughs) within the bounds of this kind of movie universe at all kind of suspending your disbelief it sort of feels plausible within the bounds of the movie universe so i think it's good i think it's an exciting movie i think it holds up really well i definitely think like like i said is it an all-time great this is one of the best action movies ever, you know, no, it's, it's not that, but like if somebody asked me early 2010s off the top of your head, give me a classic action movie. I would a hundred percent. I'd be like fast five is on that list for sure. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think you're being really hard on this movie. I think it's a, it's, it's a great movie and it, it holds up as a standalone and as definitely the best in the franchise, depending on how you feel about the first one. I mean, I, I think the first one is good for nostalgia reasons. I'm not sure it's great on its own, but it's good. Fast five. It's good. I think it holds up. Okay. Yeah. I Look like character wise, you're right. I think the, the chemistry, you can't deny the chemistry between this cast. And you can see that in like all of the award shows that they've done where Fast Five, where Fast and the Furious is nominated for things. They all are so in love with each other and it shows on screen, it shows in real life. And I think that's a big reason why these movies quote unquote work as well as they do and why they have now nine movies, I guess, where and now they've entered into space. So I think their chemistry is what has been able to transform, uh, transport them to where they've gotten to. Uh, the bromance between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, like that's untouchable. It just, it really is. And when, even as someone who, you know, I've watched the movies, I don't have, I'm not emotionally attached to these movies, but when Paul Walker died and then any 
public thing that Vin Diesel did, you felt that. And like, I would watch that and I'd cry. And I'm like, I don't even like, I barely know who Paul Walker is uh, at that time. And yeah, like listening to, to Vin Diesel or any of the main cast really talk about Paul Walker is really hard because you can sense how hurt they all are. Um, I think from what I've seen in like clips and whatnot, I think Tyrese was better in other movies than this. My favorites of this movie that I think were that really sold their characters really well, Han, one of my top favorites. I don't know if his controversial opinion, but I like Tokyo Drift. I think that is a fun movie and I think it gets a lot of hate that is unnecessary. So I, I, I quite like Han. I like Ludacris. I would absolutely believe that he does this shit in real life. Um, he's fun. I was looking up the cast. I didn't realize. So I also really liked the two the two guys that speak Spanish. And I didn't realize that one of them is Don Omar, um, a reggaeton singer. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But Don Omar and Tego Calderon, those two were hilarious. Loved it. I also did really like Reyes. He's also the villain from Desperado, which mm. I love Desperado. So I I like him in that role. He does that like menacing mafia boss kind of thing very well. So I thought he was I thought he was a decent villain. One of the criticisms I had or or something I I don't know if it's a criticism or just something I kind of would have liked to have seen or would like i wish there was kind of an alternate universe where we saw a version of this movie that was uh like a a harder r-rated version like like that was kind of like a lethal weapon version where reyes was a more of like an 80s style villain that had more screen time and yeah. was just like a harder dude because he, I agree with you that he's good, but he doesn't do much. He's he's not in it very much, and you don't really ever get the sense that he's like, oh, he's not that scary. He, they they kind of like hint that he is, but you don't really ever see it. He sort of kills like one dude that comes in and is like, they stole your money, and he's like, uh, and he kills the one guy, and you're like, yeah, okay, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's obviously a bad guy, but I kind of you know if if there was a 80s yeah like i said like a lethal weapon kind of tonal version of this i'd like to see that i was actually just just going to say that i think that i agree with you i think that if they had him more because in desperado that's just that's basically what he was he was this character but a lot more he had a lot more screen time and he actually was menacing like you watch him and you're like yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of you. I understand why the whole town here hides when you come in. I think if they gave him more of that character, then I would have got this whole like, who raise like, ah. I think just like his presence, he does that very well. But I, yeah, I think they, they didn't use him as much. That would have been nicer to see, cooler to see. Look, I would love to expand my operations into your countries. But quite frankly, your business methods are too violent. Let me tell you a true story. 500 years ago, the Portuguese and the Spanish came here, each trying to get the country from their natives. The Spanish arrived, guns blazing, determined to prove us boss. 
The natives killed every single Spaniard. Personally, I prefer the methods of the Portuguese. They came bearing gifts, mirrors, scissors, trinkets, things that the natives couldn't get on their own. But to continue receiving them, they had to work for the Portuguese. And that's why all Brazilians speak Portuguese today. Now, if you dominate the people with violence, they will eventually fight back because they have nothing to lose. And that's the key. I go into the favelas and give them something to lose. Electricity, running water, school rooms for their kids. And for that taste of a better life, I own them. Gentlemen. I just, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. It's not a terrible movie. I don't think it's one that I would, if I was doing a marathon of these movies, I will watch it. But I don't think this is one that I would put in the same category as, like, I, I mean, I thought Transporter was made closer to this movie, but it's not. It's made eight years before this movie. But I like Transporter a lot better than I like this movie. I see why you like it. I see why you like it. The dialogue just really tortures me a bit. Yeah. But again, cool action sequences. I, I really like that twist with the, the, the vaults. thought they did that very well. Um, and yeah, I just, there were some characters that I just didn't know. Um, no, I agree with you with the CGI and the special effects as well. I thought those were well done. If there was CGI, couldn't tell if there was a lot of it. And if there was, it was done well, but overall, I, it's, it's, I'm indifferent. It's like an indifferent yeah. movie for me. I, I can take it. I can leave it. Yeah. Those are, those are my thoughts. I really, it's funny that you keep relating this to Transporter because I, to me, I never would have even thought of Transporter really? is related to this. They just, to me, Transporter is more, I mean, bearing in mind, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I always thought of Transporter as more having the feel of those kind of, um, you know, when they were making a lot of those kind of like European action movie crossovers, like the first Born Identity yeah. I always thought of Transporter is more like that. It has that kind mm. of European, it's kind of like one guy. It's not, I don't remember the first Transporter. The second one is like way comic book kind of over the top, but I don't remember the first one being that that way. You know, I always thought of the Transporter as being a, a more kind of contained, like it's about this like individual guy. It kind of has that European sensibility, like the first Born Identity does. I, I think of more this more like the first Avengers, which I think came out probably around the same time. It has That's kind wild. of it has the same kind of like big cast assembling. Um, it's kind of got that sort of jokey tone. But I yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. That looks painful for you to say, by the way. <laughs> I just think, like I said, I just think this is a this is a good movie. And I, I think I feel strongly about this one because 
it, this is the only one in the franchise that I would really make this argument for. The rest of them, I'd be like, I'd I'd kind of be the same as you on the rest of them. Like, uh, there's other ones that I like. You know, I enjoy four. I enjoy six, seven, eight, nine. I haven't really enjoyed that much. Although seven has the Paul Walker. Um, yeah send off and that's hard to argue against like that's pretty good yeah um and i like the the early ones kind of for nostalgia reasons but five and six are really i mean i guess four five and six are the ones that i like and this is the one that i think is is the best by like a pretty wide margin so i just feel like it's it's just the best one so it's hard for me to be indifferent about this one because i kind of feel indifferent about the rest of them because this is overall not a franchise that i love but i do think this movie is really good i mean if it's comforting at all to know um i think in my immediate circles at least you have the majority opinion i mean my partner straight up said that i don't have taste and you do because of my thoughts on this movie so you know you win there <laughs> yeah, I mean I when I watched this I I read some reviews after and it does seem like the majority opinion does seem to be like this movie is pretty good. Like it doesn't seem like I'm out on a limb saying that this one is pretty good. Yeah, I mean I just think it's held up. I think it's aged pretty pretty well overall. I mean there's lots of you can make lots of arguments about you know, this franchise as a whole, like, is it sex? Like all these things, you could make lots of arguments about that um, with Fast and Furious and all that. But for what it is as the fifth movie in a big, dumb action franchise, I think it's good. And I think it holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, again, the fact that there's nine of them is just wild to me. Um, but the fact that it's a fifth in a franchise, it it is better than I think other fifths are. Die Hard, but that's got to be one of the worst ones. Oh my that, god, Die Hard it's... Five is so bad. Oh bad. I'm trying so... to think of other fifths that are um... like comparably good, and I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Nightmare on Elm Street. What's the f- is the fifth one? Um... New Nightmare, because New Nightmare is, I would, New Nightmare, if that's the fifth one, that one is really good. I'd give you that. The fifth one is, one, two, yeah, n- no. The fifth one is a oh, Dream Child. That one wasn't that great, actually. Even Star Wars, the fifth one would be episode two. And that's, to me, that's like the worst one. Yeah, that so one's also not That good. one's bad. Star Trek five is like widely regarded as the worst one. I feel like Transformers has probably gotten to five and I'm sure it's really bad. I guess. Yeah. I I mean, it makes sense that by the time you get to the fifth of anything that you're, it's not going to be good in the sense of quality. So yeah, in terms of all of that, this one comparatively is not, obviously it's not terrible. You Only Live Twice is the fifth James Bond movie. That one's okay. Okay, that one's okay. It does have Sean Connery in trying to pass himself as Asian, and it's, like, pretty racist. But... Yes. Okay. Well, 
Even the fifth Halloween, that one was not that good either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, I don't hate it. I don't love it. If someone throws it on, I'm not walking away. That's fair. So it's like a, you know, Sunday afternoon cable TV kind of movie. While I'm doing my laundry or, yeah. I can, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's fair. Even though I think it's better than that, but I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fair. So I guess we'll, we'll disagree, but I can understand your perspective. <laughs> I do understand where you're coming from. I just, I can't see it. Like I get why you and I guess a lot of other people like this movie i think if you're a little bit more invested in the franchise as well i think that helps because you said this is like the first avengers assemble kind of movie i can see why that would be more of a thing for people i mean i guess we should wrap up i i think the last thing i will say probably for me i i think for me specifically part of it probably is that i personally am just I get really tired or I am really tired of every movie being a superhero movie. I just am kind of tuned out of that by now. Just like, it feels like every big franchise movie that comes out is a superhero movie or an event, you know, is an Avengers movie. And the later, like, like I said, seven, eight, nine of this, they basically become superheroes. Like even if you die in these movies, you come back like none of the stakes, it doesn't really seem like there's any threat to any of these people. Mm. Um, just nothing really seems to matter. So they kind of just become superheroes. And I find that kind of annoying. But in this one, it doesn't feel like they're there yet. And it's nice to see, for me, I like seeing this kind of big, bombastic, over-the-top franchise action movie that isn't superheroes it's fun and it's a little bit refreshing in its own way and i think that's part of the reason that i like it so i guess just i think i'll end with that i think that's the probably the last thing i'll say about it nice that's fair well i guess that's it um uh, if you agree or disagree with us you can email us at popcorncinema at gmail.com and We'll be back probably in a few weeks with, uh, I think, Santa Claus movies is probably the next episode. Who's the best Santa Claus? Yeah, it's a big question. A big question. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we come up with. Obviously, we can't cover all the Santas, but we're going to cover some of the Santas. (laughs) Yeah, some of them. Well, until next time. Keep watching movies. (laughs) See you later. Oh, this is fucking gold. I'm so talented.